Hello, and welcome into the Hill and Valley. My name is Nick Roby. Thank you for joining so much on the show. And if you're on YouTube, welcome to the first ever show on YouTube. Super excited to do this. So on audio, still works on podcasts. We're just adding the YouTube feature of it. So thank you so much for for joining us, and and good to see y'all and, and talk to y'all. I know it's been a little bit, but summer's gotten busy, and you know was just taking taking a break, you know, and and getting ready to to talk. I know we've been in talking season as they say, but as we're gearing up to football and different things, just it's just time to jump back in. So it's August 1st. Let's just hop on back on the mic and super pumped. And so as we said, August 1st, we have football this month. Maybe not for Clemson, you know, with the last of the Labor Day weekend games, but there is actual football to talk about, which is super exciting because we've been in this uh, preseason talking preview magazine kind of season. You know, we've heard a lot about NIL and heard a lot about, you know, different like, do we need a commissioner of college football? What does this mean? All these big schools are leaving or changing. What does this mean for Clemson? You know, we've heard a lot about grant of rights. I don't know how many times. Uh, I don't know how plugged in each of you are or if you hear stuff. I feel like every show when it comes to like Clemson, the ACC, you end up talking about the grant of rights deal that the ACC's plugged into with ESPN until 2036. And what does that mean? And all these different things. And super important uh, to understand and, and to know, you know, why the ACC, why Clemson's probably not going to the big 10 because of different reasons and just all these other things. So I'm super pumped just for football and actual things to talk about. So just getting that out there so we can uh, dive into that as it becomes needed, but just kind of feel like there's a lot of that already kind of out there. And so um, we can dive into that as much as, as much as y'all would like to, but I'm going to just keep it more towards uh, things on the field for right now. And just plus there's just so much to talk about going into the season that I don't want us to miss of just, you know, next thing we know we're like, basically, you know, a week and a week and a half or something like I think 37 days until Clemson football. So a lot to unpack up until that point. And so here we are. One thing I do want to get out of the way, um, just while we're on this topic, Clemson's not going to the big, big 10. I mean, they're just not, um, I don't know if you've heard they, um, they need to be part of the AAC. It's an academic, uh, group of schools, um, just that the Big Ten adds in that, and Clemson's just not a part of that. And so Nebraska is the only school that is technically not right now, but they were when they joined. And so that's why you see like UCLA or Southern Cal, um, they're both in it. And so that's why you're seeing some schools from the ACC, maybe like a North Carolina or something like that, have been linked a little bit more with them. But honestly, this grant of rights with the ACC is very locked tight. As far as I know, and from listening to a lot of people, so unless anything drastically changes, I just don't foresee really any changes when it comes to the ACC, unless it's a Notre Dame. And honestly, it, it's hard to figure out what they're going to do. I could see them staying independent for a while too. So we might just be in this kind of for a long haul, couple of years, you know, kind of thing. And so until anything changes, we can, you know, we can definitely talk about it, but. That's where we're standing right now. If Clemson were to join a conference, it'd probably be SEC. But then again, the grant of rights trumps that. And so unless something else comes up, 
we're just staying pat for right now. So that being said, we've got football and a lot of things to talk about. So, but last we talked, there's been a lot happening um, since we got last got to talk. And so it's a little bit past the time to do that, but just as a summation, um, with the end of softball and baseball is the last, you know, big, um, of the calendar or the school calendar sports, um, softball, super proud of them and the way, you know, they made it to super regional against Oklahoma state, strong team made it to Oklahoma city to be, you know, in year three, you know, of a program and make it to a super regional is a big deal. And to not only host a regional, but to, to make a pass is, is awesome. And a lot of cool things are coming from that. John Rittman was extended as you would expect from just the, just where we're going. So super excited to see where those, where those ladies are, are heading off to and just super proud of them and the way they've carried themselves and just made, um, just a lot of eyeballs on the program in a good way. And so up and coming for sure. Baseball, of course, didn't end like we were hoping for, um, didn't make the tournament again and, and kind of, and, and just dug the team just dug themselves into a hole that was just became just too big to get out of. And, and then of course, Monty Lee was let go. Um, I was sad to see him go. I like him. Um, I think he was doing a good job with the, you know, like I, I don't think he was necessarily like doing a bad job, but just the results weren't showing for themselves. And that's like, I like the guy and like that, how he was about developing players, but at just the end of the day, it's a results thing, and it just wasn't enough on the field, and it just got to the point where he probably needed to make a change and a new athletic director, and just it was just time for something different. And so I wish him the best of luck, and um, we'll be rooting for him for sure. And um, all the players that he brought into definitely a part of that Clemson family. So with that being said, um, we bring in Eric Backich from uh, Michigan, uh, he used to be the head coach at Maryland as well and uh, was the assistant at Vanderbilt with Tim Corbin. And they were all assistants for that 2002 team for Clemson, which is just really cool uh, that it's a full circle. So it was a one-year – he was a non uh, unpaid volunteer assistant. So he was just uh, – he was a part of that team. And just that was so impressionable for him that he was always keeping his eye on the program. And so – that's one of the things like you know of people, but then as you do look more into it as, as, he, as he becomes a more serious candidate and ends up being the one chosen for the program and he comes in, I was just super impressed with him. This is his initial conference, uh, uh, media conference, and wanting to bring in uh, former players, wanting to, to connect different uh, legacies. I think it's really important. You can tell just how they're wanting to reunite uh, the Clemson program after the divide that kind of happened with uh, Jack Leggett and the way he was let go and just how some people didn't want that to happen. And then you just see this divide kind of happen. And Monty Lee, I mean, this has been talked about, but I think William Quackerbush on the Roar um, FM did a really good job, but he was just saying like, it really just united a fan base because people were divided already. Like it almost, there was a group of fans already, no matter what, you know, Monty Lee did almost in a sense like it wasn't gonna be good enough, or it was just always gonna be compared. And there's just different guys, it's different eras, and so. But you still want to unite, and it's still part of one 
cohesive family. And so I think just with this move, it really helps kind of unite some of that together. And so I don't want to overjump that and just giving Quok credit where credit's due for sure. And so just wanting to piggyback off of that and saying, I agree. And just super excited and ready to support these guys and just seeing the momentum already built behind those guys and wanting to see Jagaleg, it seems to me he's going to be a part of the program in some way. I think just in unifying and just being a spokesperson for the program and and also just the way uh, Coach Backage wants to like develop the guys and how he wants to use the facility, you know, as a classroom and um, just a lot of training and developing of the person. And I think that's just a really attractive quality because most of these guys won't go on to the next level. I mean, we have a tradition of sending you know some guys to the next level, but. Not everyone's going to do that. And so that development as the whole person, I think, is just really exciting. And I'll just say, I mean, he was in the College World Series final in 2019 at a school like Michigan, where in the, in the some of the northern schools it's harder to do in baseball because you just don't have as much. It just depends on the school. But, you know, even just like the way the weather works, like a lot, that's why you see a lot of northern schools come and play southern schools earlier in the season just because you know when the season starts in february they just don't have the ability to play outside as much as you know a school like clemson does and so super excited to see what that kind of looks like and going forward so all to say just wanted to put that out there um super pumped for the program and um we won't be talking about baseball for a while probably but uh really looking forward to what that team looks like and i would just say i don't i could see um just some momentum coming even from just from the commits that are wanting to come and follow him to Clemson, I think is a big deal. Um, especially from if they're from out of the area and they only know of that they're following the guy and that they want to follow him that much. I think that's a that's a really good sign. And so we have that. And then some other news. We have uh PJ Hall really quickly. Um, you know, the big star forward. Um, he hurt his knee. Um I think he dislocated it. Um, he just had to have surgery to repair some damage on his knee, and he's out, I want to say, four months, um, which could lead into the start of the season. And so it's hard to know the timetable on that. It depends probably how he feels, and it'll come back slowly. But it's a real bummer for the Tigers. And so it'll be really interesting to see. And I think hopefully maybe that will turn into some development, for especially some of these younger bigs, like an Ian Shefflin or somebody like that. Um, just, I think you just hate it for the practice reps that you get with just becoming a cohesive team. And PJ Hall is definitely becoming the leader on this team, especially as becoming into his junior year. So, and in a very important year, I would say for Brad Brownell, you know, you could say Monty Lee didn't get that benefit of the doubt that maybe Brad Brownell did. You know, when you look at the two, I think they're two different conversations and two different sets of expectations. And it, you have to look at them very differently. You know, Clemson has a tradition in baseball and, uh, the tradition in, you know, there's 12 College World Series appearances. and um, But for basketball, it's just a very different set of expectations for me. You know, I think making the postseason every couple years, you know, you want to improve on that. That's just, that's kind of where we're at. And you want to keep building from there. Whereas Clemson and baseball, you can't really miss, you know, the tournament. It's just that's where the program should be. And so, but if if this team doesn't, you know, perform to that certain level of probably making uh, some kind of, I would think making a push for the NCAA tournament. I don't know if whether like he has to make it or not. I don't, I can't say that that's so early right now, but 
I would lean towards like if if they made the postseason, like they made the NCAA tournament, that'd be a big deal. And PJ Hall's a huge factor in that. And so hopefully maybe it's just the early part of the year, but I really wish him all the best. And hopefully that's not anything super serious, but you hate to see knee injury, especially with a big man like that with a lot of promise and the athleticism he has. So really wishing him the best of luck. So now that we've touched on a couple of those kind of topics, wanted to kind of set about uh, kind of a plan of action I'm kind of looking at when it comes to the month. You know, we have like a month until first games and we're going to be getting into fall camp, which is always a funny term for people to say this. Like it's a funny term to call fall camp August because in South Carolina, you know, it's like 95 degrees and 90% humidity. So feels like you're sweating as soon as you turn outside and that's not what I picture fall with, but that's just what they call it. And so as we look into that, you know, there's definitely some questions that we're going into and, you know, there's um, a couple questions obviously that we're wanting to look at, but, you know, as we get into that, wanting to do a breakdown of, of different teams that Clemson's facing. And so we'll get into that as we get closer, but for now wanted to, just kind of start with a couple things I'm looking at as we go into the season. And so we'll break down other things later. But for now, it's just like, what are some questions or what are some marks? And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm watching. This is what I'm looking for. And when you're getting all these reports back from camp, like, what am I looking for? And big thing is obviously going to be, you know, DJ Uyunglele, the quarterback. And so when you have that, you're like, what do you, that's the big question, you know, of this year. And so, I want to spend some time on that, but I think there's other things that we want to talk about. You know, it can't just be that. And, you know, and so DJ definitely has to play better. Uh, he has um, that quarterback, you could say competition, but just that uh, that dynamic of having Cape Klublik, the five-star uh, freshman from Austin, Texas, who is, is I think is going to be really good. And you have that pressure and there's an option to go to, whereas last year, you know, respect to those guys, I... DJ was the guy, you know, and so there's a different dynamic that comes at play. And so you have to talk about that because if if Clemson doesn't come out well against Georgia Tech or they start off slow, you're going to hear a lot of that again, especially with a, with a standalone game, you know, as that Monday night game. And so you have that. And I think I, I'm really rooting for the guy. I really hope DJ can come out and perform and show that he's better. I mean, he's lost like 20 pounds, I think. So 2025. So he looks great, but I think it really comes down to with accuracy and decision making. And you really want that for him. That's a big question. But I think also we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that. The other offensive pieces really need to be there. You know, we had offensive line play just needs to be better. And you had changing centers and wide receivers need to be better. And needs to be more blocking downfield and all these different things, you know, and then versus just DJ, like there is a lot, you know, that was on him, but also, you know, I think some stuff that was probably more of the wide receivers that he got blamed for. And so coaches know that and trust them. And I think DJ's going to get the shot. I think his leash is going to be shorter for sure. Especially um, very interesting to see who starts, you know, against NC state uh, this upcoming on October 1st is, you know, when, when that one is, when that big game is. And so that's obviously a big question. And so something you want to be looking for, but I think just knowing that he's going to be the starter and he's going to get it probably a couple games at least to get his bearings. Um, 
But that game with NC State, that's the big one for me because I think who starts that is probably going to start for the rest of the year. Barrett Murray injury, of course, in which hopefully that doesn't happen at all. But that's 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 really my sense of that. Um, the big question for me is the wide receiver play, and when it comes to offense, that's what I'm looking for. I would say more. Um, had you know Justin Ross move on to the NFL. Really hope it works for him. I saw that he hurt his foot. And so he's probably out for the year again. So really hate that for him. But thankfully, he's getting an opportunity, you know, for as talented as he is. A couple guys move on different levels. The problem I think Clemson was having was that he had a lot of the same body type of wide receiver. And then you didn't have that slot guy like the Hunter Renfro, Amari Rogers, that type of clutch person that when you're feeling the pressure of the quarterback, you can dump off and you're going to get some positive yardage out of that. I think we have an opportunity for really seeing that this upcoming year. Um, Brandon Spector hopefully is healthy and really has the opportunity. I think he has an opportunity to do some of that. We'll see. He hasn't really gotten to play that much because of injury and COVID. And um, maybe Will Shipley on the backfield probably going to see some more of that type of things as well. It'll be really interesting to see what um, Streeter's offense kind of looks like. I think his offense of like his hand on it, I think will be good. Um, I talked about this on the backyard catch, uh, ACC Atlantic preview, which by the way, if you haven't uh, listened to that, definitely get that a listen and subscribe and, and check that out. Cause we're gonna be doing uh, different breakdowns of each conference. We start with the ACC Atlantic first. And so kind of talk about that a little bit, but again, just to say, if you haven't listened to that, it's really, that's more of a, what is his touch going to look like? I would say Clemson was just kind of needing maybe just a little bit of just a, some fresh eyes on the program or some fresh, just some freshness of it. I don't think it's necessarily bad. I don't necessarily blame Tony for all these things he got blamed for, Tony Elliott, and really hope he does well at UVA. But I think just when you're not executing and across the board, you just get, the, the hands just seem like they got kind of tied last year. So I think just a fresh start. It's just one of those situations where you're like, maybe it's just a better, fresh start for everybody. And so I think even if Tony Elliott was back, you would definitely see probably some different different things. And there seems like there's a maybe a simplification of, of things. And it's just more of taking out, listening to the coaches, you know, again, on the roars. I was listening to the coaches. It just seems like they're, they're, they're trying to take away what they're not using, you know, as you're going through like the binder of like, hey, we're not really using this play anymore. We're not using these things. Let's just try to look at what we're actually using. Let's see what's working. What do we need to take away? Or what do we need to adjust? It's just, it's always a good time to reflect and adjust. And I think you'd expect the coaches to do a lot of that. And I think just from an opportunity for our players, there, there seems like there's a, you already can tell there's just some re-energizing in the program. And so really excited to see what that looks like. And I think offensively, you'll see more of those changes versus defensively. Wes Goodwin's not the same personality, you know, Brent Venables, and I don't expect him to be. But I'm I'm pretty confident the dude can coach, and he knows what he's talking about, and you just see all the people who've wanted him, how NFL has been asking for him to jump in on different teams, or how all the players are super excited and how he just thinks about the game and just wanting to play for him. I think it's a big deal. He's not like the um, really intense sideline guy. You know, so it's just different. You know, I don't think it's, it's just 
they just have different personalities. And so just the way he has to find his style of it, but I could see the defense looking very similarly just because he's been a part of creating those defenses, you know, all these years and then just behind the scenes. And then you have offensively, I think you'll see probably a little bit different just because there probably needs to be a little bit different anyway. And just trying to fit the skill sets. You'll probably see some more of the quick game aspects like I was talking about. I would, I would expect, so there's a lot of like RPO, like read pass options. And so I'm still expecting those. I, there's just been, as part of that, you know, the wide receiver also could have an option to run a couple of different routes from that based on different things. And I could see like removing maybe like the wide receiver option part of that kind of thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like taking an element out of that to make it just easier to be on the same page. And then you can add those things in as you go. But when you keep adding new people and everyone adds their little spin on it, um, you know, as I was listening to radio, like that's that's where you can kind of get to, and, and you just kind of get to a place where you like have to revamp. And so, super excited what that looks like. But I think really, I think an underrated thing that I've heard talked about a little bit, but I just think from sometimes from a fan perspective, you don't always see is the the downfield blocking of wide receivers. I think which is an area where they struggled, and I think you'll really see more of an emphasis on things like that. Like you can't get big runs unless you get. You know, doesn't matter how good the offensive line goes. You're like you're, that turns from a five yard gain to a fifteen yard gain. To you know, like the twenty yard explosive plays, or like a wide receiver screen to kind of get DJ going. If the other wide receiver is not blocking on that play, like it's going to be a three yard gain, and it just you know what I mean. It just those kind of things add up over time, and so I think you're going to see a lot more emphasis on things like that with the decision making and, and trying to help. You know, DJ get the best shot and really just the best offense to really improve on. I think, I think we'll find, I mean, we'll learn a lot as we go throughout the early part of the year, but that's, that's really what I'm kind of looking for. Defensively, I think it's just a matter of like, what exactly does Wes Goodwin's touch on this team look like? I think, like, one of the knocks you could say on Brent Venables, which, and there weren't many, you know, was in some of these bigger moments. Sometimes he, he his style was always getting in the play in the he wanted to be the last one to get his play in, and so some teams they just went to a quicker hurry up style of offense to try to beat that. And so you could see, especially with the linemen, defensive linemen, you could see them not always ready to go. And I think we I think I could see them cutting out that some of it a little bit, and then just letting the defense adjust to the offense a little bit more. And so I'm not. I don't know exactly how that will play out, but I could see that kind of a thing being what we're looking at and particularly very interested to see the secondary. I think just because you lost Andrew Booth, you lost Mario Goodwich, but like Clemson's been shown with like Mike Reed, who's been asked to like try to come in all these programs and want him like, who are those next guys to step up? And so Sheridan Jones and, you know, Wiggins and, and those guys, I think it'd be very interesting to see what that looks like, but I also feel confident. Like I'm not as worried about that. I think just the thing is just wanting uh, that statement game with Georgia Tech in Mercedes um, Stadium in Atlanta. Like it's an away game, but it's Chick Fil A Chick Fil A kickoff, and I uh, Georgia Tech, you know, just honestly is a team that's been struggling, you know, and and that coaching staff's fighting for their jobs. So you want that to make a, make a statement. But Clemson also notoriously starts off slow, so. It's kind of like a, I wouldn't be shocked if it's like a 20 to 21 to 
to 13 kind of a game, you know, 21, 10, where it's like people are like, oh, the offense isn't doing as well. And also things like the Clemson notoriously starts off slower, especially offensively, because they're trying to hold back or they're trying to, to learn as they go versus coming out, you know, firing, especially in offense. So I think don't be surprised by that. You know, don't it, hope's not all lost on the season if, you know, we only win by so many points or whatever. And so, because not all wins are equal for sure. And you don't want just to only win barely by a skin of your teeth, as we've shown last year, that can come back to bite you. But it's not all lost at that first game. So we'll talk about that more later, but really just getting that out there. And so, as we're wrapping up, you know, I want to make this um, quick, just like just hitting a couple topics. Um, so we've got those things that we're, that we're really looking for. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. But really excited just for this season and what's to look like. You just see the energy on this team. And, you know, the big, uh, the big question was like, you know, will this hurt recruiting? Like with NIL, how Dab was against NIL. And once again, Dab was not against NIL. I think the big difference is he's against things that take away from education and like making it strictly pay for play, like a salary, because there's just different things that come with that. But for him, particularly, whether you agree with him or not, you know, you know where he stands. That's that's the difference. He just wants to be a part of education and making sure that these guys have something to fall back on. If you know, for the majority of them, in the ninety plus percent really 95 plus percent that don't make the NFL, they have their education to fall back on and, and they can, and he wants them to get paid in the midst of that. So, but recruiting is going well too. You know, we're, as we looked as of today on, you know, Monday turning into Tuesday, we're the number six in the country in recruiting for 2023. And so, I mean, I, I think it's just because Clemson's approaching this in their own way, they have, there hasn't been as many adjustments as where other schools are trying to figure out what they're doing. So I'm not as worried about that. I think the chips are going to fall where they may. And Clemson's just the type of school where, you know, people are going to come if they want to be a part of it, they will. And if they don't, they don't. And then that's just with any school. So, um, yeah, so super excited. I don't, I'm not concerned at all when it comes to recruiting. And I think the chips are going to fall where they may. And Clemson's also been shown to develop, you know, two and three star guys, like three star guys and two valuable pieces down the road, especially on different positions, like with safety, for example. Um, so really just want to hit on that. And obviously there's much more to dive into and just wanted to, to touch on all these different things. So, and just also announce that we're doing YouTube going forward. So tell me what you want to talk about. If there's, um, different things with this, or do you like this format? Uh, just just different different things like that would love to hear y'all's feedback so if you can remember to like and subscribe to now the channel uh, with the hill and valley and i'll I'll send links of how to do that or where we can find you know i'll I'll post all these different things on the same social media way you've been finding the the apple podcast or or different ways you listen so it's gonna be that same way it's just that's a new way to get it um if you enjoy the visual part of this uh, podcast, but really, you know, do appreciate y'all support and just taking the time to listen. I know there's a lot of different ways to, to get media nowadays. And so, especially with, you know, Clemson and different things. So just, I really appreciate it and I don't take it for granted or for, you know, I don't take it lightly um, just how much we have available. So really appreciate this y'all. Uh, yeah. Like subscribe, leave a review and 
we will talk to you later. Super excited. So hope you have a good week. Thanks, y'all.